Culture Radio. You need gear to wear that says it so you don't have to sometimes? Head to Holy Culture Store to find merch that represents the kingdom. HolyCultureStore.com. Hey, what's up, y'all? Catch this way with the Fit Squad on Sirius X Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. The Fix is in. Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the Fix Squad. The Fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Look, real hip-hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can fill it in the mix. Finally stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, bars, and life. Giving them truth in it. Scream a revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit, know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use, the culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art, the shock, oh, with it, keeping the beans on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to the city, stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paste better. The fix is in and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me wake whose up, face wake do they up. see? You tune back into the fix. Your source for faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry. Right here on Holy Culture Radio on Sirius XM. It's your boy DJ Focus checking in. Hey, and it's your girl Dice Gamble in the building. Wake up, wake up, everyone. Happy Monday. Uh, such a blessing to be alive today. Oh, my goodness. We got a fun packed show for him again today, don't we, Dice? We got a real, real today, huh? You want to talk about truth, huh? We got to talk about the truth. Yo, some of y'all need to tell the truth, shame the devil. Did, you know how many times I heard my grandmother say that? Tell the truth, shame the devil. Tell the truth and shame the devil. And I i mean, when you're young, you're just like, oh, Lord. But when you get older, you like, yes, shame him. He Because here, he can only lie. Isn't that something? He cannot tell the truth. Turns out, that's just not his thing. He, he just can't do it. So he can tell half truth. Right. <laughs> he, he can tell a little truth, but he cannot tell the whole truth. So uh, today we're going to talk about the truth. What is it? How well have you received it? Are you walking in it? Do you believe the truth? And what? the truth is so this is gonna be exciting and then uh we also got my girl on today don't we go yeah the megan tossy and some of you know her um she's just, oh my god i love her I, I love her style she's gritty uh she's a little hood but she's multi-talented for those of you who know she plays some instruments definitely one of the best drummers at her church and um she out here with these bars though mm-hmm and she's sister from another mother so i'm I, I, I love, I love, I love the fact that you said all that. Sister from another mother. My sister from another and, mother. And, and she hood. Uh, and she, she hood. hood. She played basketball. Yeah. I'm, so you know, I'm out here like, let's go, Megan. And just a beautiful, just a beautiful, beautiful individual. We're gonna get to hear from her today, and all the things that she's going through, different challenges, everything from Crohn's disease to her house burning down, and to just how God keeps on motivating her to continue to do more for the kingdom. So you don't want to miss it. Keep it locked. Yeah, please keep it locked. We definitely got to uh, pay homage and definitely, um, you know, remember every all the loved ones who are lost in the 9-11. Yep. We know today yep. is 9-11. Yep. We're definitely praying for all the families who are impacted mm-hmm. by this and, and lost any loved one. And we definitely continue to pray for our government, too, as well. Let's be very clear. 
this was a, a very serious situation. Two two thousand nine hundred and ninety six loved ones, to to be exact, uh, were were lost between the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. Um, yeah, it was the deadliest terrorist attack in the United States, carried out by Al Qaeda. Uh, Nineteen individuals uh, attacked the United States, and but he, here's a fact I didn't know, and. I just found out that there are more than a thousand memorials all around the world set up to look like, you know, a ground zero. And uh, they all honor the names of the 2,996 people who who lost their life. And I thought that that was pretty amazing. And that, that, that was just a way for different countries and different cities to show their support and and remembering, you know, like the attack that was on the uh, United States soil. So uh, like you said, focus, we're praying for you and your family and like. The, that day was I went to the hospital on that day honestly uh, I had a panic I had a whole panic attack I was working at Blockbuster I was a manager in Lexington or Louisville Kentucky and uh, I remember watching on the screen there was a guy reporting in front of one of the towers that was burning and as he was reporting the other plane hit and uh, I had just had Noah I just had my son and um, I was like what is going on you know what I'm saying and I literally like just as a new mom <laughs> I was like went straight up I ended up having a panic attack had to go to the hospital so um yeah it, it, it just it blew my mind that you know life is fragile and I think that's why we have the show we always are telling people like look you gotta trust God we gotta stay connected and it's unfortunate that people feel like they could take people's lives like that and um you know it, it is what it is where we are though honoring you today so God bless you and your family if you guys are still dealing with um you know the repercussions of that and mourning and stuff like that like we will always remember we will not forget what happened on that day facts listen uh, of course you're tuning to the fix and, uh, and of course our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps jesus christ at the center of the message keep it locked you're tuning to the fix and the fix is in it's the stories the journeys the testimonies it's a spiritual detox all right, welcome back. Welcome back. You're tuned into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on SiriusXM Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio, Dice Gamble, DJ Focus. Listen, today we have in our studio just an amazing, 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 wonderful person. First of all, a rapper, a writer. I, I'm just going to go ahead and say producer, but a, a fantastic woman of God who online she's been making a lot of noise and that's how I actually was able to like run across her she kept popping up in my feed I'm like who is this out here grinding for Jesus so it was like okay we got to get her on the show learn more about her and her story and so I just want you guys to give a very warm welcome to Miss Megan Tulsey in the building welcome Meg thank you sis I appreciate it for real Come on now. It's a gift and a blessing to have you here with us today. And we cannot wait to introduce you to our audience. This is insane. So I'm always excited when the women come on here. Um, but you, man, you got so many stories right now. So we're just going to go ahead and inspire the people. Yeah. But let's, let's, let's get a little bit of your background going. If you can uh, just share with our audience, like your faith story, like where, where, where you come yeah, from. Definitely. So um, I would just say I got saved when I was 12. Um, I came to Christ at that age. It was more of a fire and brimstone thing, though. So I just kind of did it out of fear to not go to hell because that's kind of, I feel like, um, around that time frame, how, you know, preachers were kind of preaching, you know. Um, and then I ended up going to a, um, what's it called, like a church camp the next year. 
which I feel like those are honestly super important for kids to go to. Um, it changed my life completely. When I was there, I realized there's more to, you know, being saved. There's more to knowing God than just going to heaven, you know, and getting out mm -hmm. of hell. Like, so when I was there, I learned like you actually can live your life with him. Like you can get to know him, like, but not just that, but you can serve him. Like, and there can be so many amazing things you can th do through your life. You know what I mean? And so it gave me like a meaning, you know, because I never really felt I had a meaning besides like sports or something. So that's kind of um, that's kind of how I really came to Christ, especially that next year when I actually realized there was more to it than just, you know, getting out of hell and going to heaven kind of thing. So um, and then honestly, my life's been kind of crazy, though. So um, like basically leading up to getting saved i was going through a lot of mental illness stuff at a young age around like eight starting around eight um so i was having a really hard time till i was like 12 it kind of went away when i got saved which was kind of cool um and then basically when i was like i mean i was an athlete like i said i played basketball all this stuff you know volleyball soccer also serve i do whatever you know i'll play i'll do whatever i'll play whatever but um, but basically when i was 15 i ended up getting sick and so when I was 16, I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Um, and so that was crazy because, like, I wanted to go to, you know, college to play basketball. Um, even if it wasn't, like, a D1 school, I just wanted to go somewhere. Um, but that kind of changed that because I got really sick. Um, I ended up mm. dropping a lot of weight. And by the time I was 18, I was, like, 101 pounds. At eight, wow. I mean, at 5'8". So that's pretty, pretty tiny for oh. someone that tall. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so all of that kind of was, I think, a lot of things that the devil was trying to use to take me from the calling God's given me, you know, because mm. when I was like at that church camp the next year, God called me into missions, right? So, um, and I didn't really know what that was, but I knew there's missionaries out like in the jungle somewhere. And I was like, I guess I'm going to be doing that, whatever, you know, I've been doing that for 40 years out of my life. I don't know, you know, <laughs> so... Oh and so that's what I was planning for because that's what I knew missions to be. But there's way more than just being in the jungle, you know, where no right. find you. you know what I mean? But like, which is right. dope too. You can do that, whatever. But then I got sick and realized I probably can't do that. You know, I probably die. Mm -hmm. So, so, um, but I, I feel like the devil's always been trying to get at me um, and through a lot of different ways, through health, mental illness, um, like traumas throughout my life. And, mm -hmm. um, even like recently, like a house fire, like like three, two, three months ago. Um, there's like a lot of crazy stuff that's kind of happened, but I think the most important thing in all of that is maintaining the right perspective. So, like what my pastor always stresses on is like, you know, where are you seated? Because really, if you're God's child, you're seated in the heavenlies, right? So, but most mm -hmm. Christians don't don't actually live out that way. They'll still see things in the earth realm. You know, yeah. so basically when something happens, you're like, well, well, God, why'd you do this? You must hate me. You know, you're cruel. Like you're a terrible God. Like how is God real? This is happening. But then if you actually look from where you're seated and you, you're in heaven looking down, you can see more of God's perspective and everything kind of changes, you know? Um, and what helps me is like, God's the one crying with me. He's the one that's helping me. He's the one pr protecting me. You know, if anything, the devil's the one happy. Like he's the one that's the enemy, not God. So why are we always trying to, make God the enemy when he's the actual one helping us and keeping us alive. And so mm. that's kind of a big thing. So I guess just to wrap that up, like, you know, I just got saved around 12, 13. Um, and I've gone through some crazy stuff before and during, um, you know, after I got saved. Um, but I know that, you know, 
God is definitely real based off of just my life, um, holding on to him in times when I thought I wouldn't survive, you know, whether it's like suicidal or physically, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like God constantly shows himself to me, like, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's kind of a little bit of my story, you know, so (laughs) I love that God constantly shows himself to me. Um, I think he does that to everyone, but I'll be honest. I I don't think everyone looks for God in that way. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to give you your props for looking for God (laughs) to show himself, you know what I'm saying? And, and even calling him probably to show himself at times. Um, I love it. I love it. So what is your like main I'm going to keep pushing today. Like, what, what do you really lean on? Because, I mean, I, obviously we know it's God, but like, what, what what are some of the thoughts or like, what is your main motivation? Like, what are you striving yeah. towards? Yeah. I think what helps me a lot is, um, I think the more I know who I am in Christ, the more I want to push. Um, because there was a time when I didn't really know that, even though I was saved and I was super insecure, suicidal, all that stuff. Um, and I really didn't understand like why I was here because I was always the underdog throughout my life. Like I made fun of a lot. Like I was that kid that got made fun of all the time, you know? Um, and so I guess I always like allowed myself to view myself the ways they would portray me in their heads, I guess, even though I believe it was just the enemy trying to take me down, right? Trying to redefine who I am because if you believe something about yourself, you're going to live that way. You know, like if you believe you're stupid, you're probably going to act stupid because you believe it. But you very likely are not stupid, you know? So most people are not, like, stupid, you know what I mean? So even if you haven't had education, you're still not stupid. Like, people are smart, usually, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. um, so I've had to um, learn that. And I think a big way of that is just being in community. Like, my church, um, I went there to a go. new church that was more edifying. Um, and people that really saw me for me. And any time I'd say something bad about myself without even realizing it, because it was just so normal to me, like, they would correct mm-hmm. me. And I thought it was weird at first. I thought they were being judgmental or something. I was like, man, these people are mean. And then then I realized (laughs) they were actually trying to help me and they cared about me. They were like, no, you're speaking death of yourself. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, you know, it's like, but but then I was like, and then I realized it. I was like, wait, they're right. Like my whole life I've had people speaking death over me and I accepted Mm. it because it was just such a normal thing. And then when I finally was around healthy believers, that were correcting me in a loving way with like not condemnation but like loving conviction you know and just Mm -hmm. wanting to see the best like it helps me realize like you know all of what I have dealt with throughout my life like most of that was not true you know and so like the whole redefining myself process which I'm still trying to work on but um, I feel like that has helped me a lot is being around those people that help me like you know I can lean on them when I'm feeling like I can't get through the next day, um, even if it's like text messages, but also on Christ, of course, you know, like with the word of God, like, like staying in the word, like, of course, we're not always perfect with that, but trying to, trying to be consistent in that and trying to, um, you know, make sure that he is my center. And I don't just say that he's my center, but I actually live that like he actually is. I just, I say it, that helps me a lot because when I'm not, you know, tapping into the word, tapping into the Lord, tapping into my community, like, it's like a different Megan, you know? So it's like mm-hmm. depression, yep. like all this stuff, because I go through a lot all the time with all these things I deal with. Um, but like, and even if not, like the devil is just at us all the time, you know what I mean? He's trying to get us down. But like the Lord, for sure, 
keeps me up, you know, because if I didn't have him, I don't even think I'd be here, to be honest. So, yeah, yeah, hopefully that answered your question. But <laughs> I th- No, I think for me, you were like, man, uh, the fact you surrounded yourself with loving believers who don't mind, you know, kind of like lovingly yeah. correcting you or, or course correcting you or even, um, you know, just letting you know when you're speaking certain things. We talk about that all the time on the show. Having a great community is super important when it comes to our faith. People, people around us who, like you said, can always edify you, build you up, you know, pour into you. You can lean yeah. on them, you know, and it's, but explain to some people what Crohn's disease is real quick. Yeah. So I got diagnosed, like I said, when I was 16. And basically what that is, is it's kind of a complex, but I guess the simple way to explain it is um, your immune system, like it's an immune um, autoimmune disorder, disease, whatever. So your immune system attacks like your GI tract. So it could be your like intestines or your esophagus, your mouth, your hands, whatever. I don't know why your hands are included, but it is some, for some reason. But I don't because you're trying to one, eat with so. him. You're trying to eat with him. <laughs> I'm like, how is? Yeah, maybe it's just like I don't know. My, my saliva is poisonous. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> I don't have the hand one. But it's usually for me, it's in my like intestines, like my colon mm-hmm. and all of that. And I think sometimes in my esophagus. But basically, it's like it creates ulcers all throughout your GI tract, um, and you have a hard time digesting food, so you get malnourished easily. Same with water. Mm-hmm. Like really, anything is hard to like to um, soak in. I guess because my body is just like damaged so it doesn't want to absorb things really so i have to usually drink a lot more water um, and i have to eat only certain things because a lot of things make me really have a lot of pain so like i have the most like limited diet out there you know what i mean and even sometimes that diet hurts me too so um but it it honestly impacts everything like i am extremely fatigued a lot of times like i have um arthritis in my hips right now because of it because it attacks your joints um Mm -hmm. and so it's really all around but i think the main thing that like people know crohn's to be is like your gi tract being messed up and Mm -hmm. so a lot of people with that either go to the bathroom a lot or they don't go enough or like it's kind of like that so it can be really dangerous depending on how your body is reacting to medications and stuff if you are medicated so yeah kind of a brief um, explanation. No, I wanted you to give that overview because I think sometimes people take for granted uh, when they can just come and go, eat what they want, do what yeah. they want, when when they want, and and it, and for me, like I like I said, I wanted to give you your props and your shout out because I obviously following your story for well over a year now, um, seeing you continue to push for the kingdom, push for your music, yeah. you know, continue to get out there and motivate people and inspire people and share the gospel as you're going th- and you're young, you know, so as you're as you're going through physical challenges, to me, it's just. Um, yeah. It's difficult. It's, it's just, it's, an, yeah. yeah, I know, girl. I, I'm really I, mean, I don't know, no, no energy. But, <laughs> but I, but do I see, I, I see. Yeah you, yeah, you talk about it. So that's why I was like, man, you've been sharing, you've been very transparent about it. And so we're going to talk more about music uh, when we come back. Listen, you are tuned into the fix. Don't turn that dial. Dice Gamble right here, hanging out with the Megan Tussie. The fix is in. It's the stories, the journeys, the testimonies. 
All right, and we're back. Yes, you're still tuned into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Sirius XM, Holy Culture Radio. Listen with Dice Gamble and DJ Focus. And yes, you have been listening to Megan Tossie give her story, give a little bit of her background. And I know you guys are like, hey, let's get into this music because we see her out here just dropping these bars. So we want to know a little bit more about what she's got going on. And that's what we're about to jump into, Megan. So listen, give us a little bit of uh how did you even get into music yeah um so i was raised around like a lot of the hip-hop like reggaeton culture like i'm from central america i mean central america central central florida i mean that'd be cool if i was from central america but i'm from central florida so i'm pretty much right by orlando but i'm in a city called sanford um and so that city like is very um like diverse and so i guess like i was around a lot of um, depending on what part of the city you're in. But for me, I was around a lot of hip hop and like reggaeton and all that. And my uncle would babysit me a lot and he'd be blasting his reggaeton because he's, he's Puerto Rican and stuff. So I was always around like that music and I just loved it. And um, my whole life, I just loved writing, you know, like from a little kid, words like inspired me. Like I thought it was just so cool, you know, that there were so many different words and like you could write your, whatever you're experiencing, you know, like especially rhymes, like poetry was a big thing when I was a kid to me. Um, like mm-hmm. I thought that was super cool. So I would write poems a lot. Um, and I was really loved hip hop. Um, and so I kind of just started writing over the years. And then once I got to 13, I was like getting bullied a lot. So I'm like, I'm just not okay. So I just started writing <laughs> hip hop songs. I was like, bro okay. I'm never gonna drop this I'm a white girl but I kept writing anyways and I was like <laughs> I was like this is like how I feel like I can like express myself well and like yeah. I'm, I'm around this culture a lot like I feel like this is something I'm used to being around you know and it felt like comfortable to me and so I was writing it and then I guess fast forward like almost 10 years later when I was 21 um you know I was writing it more again mm-hmm. because I was going through a lot of crazy stuff um and I feel like one of my friends in high school told me like he was like yo like you should honestly like rap because you honestly probably could do it and i was like oh. mm. and he was like <laughs> i was like i don't know if people want to listen to me and he was like bro you can do it mm-hmm. and like i was like man maybe i should but i never did anything with it but i think like we said earlier with like speaking life into people that actually was a yeah. seed planted because i never mm-hmm. considered it because i never thought people would take me seriously so then um but that always stayed in my head like the back of my head like really back in my head and then um eventually it just kind of I guess it kind of just happened like I realized that it's more feasible nowadays than it was when I was younger and Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I thought it would be like five thousand bucks every song and I was like there ain't no way I'm gonna do that you know so so I guess (laughs) once I started realizing that I started actually tapping into it um but yeah, so that's kind of how I started. Got, got how I got into hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always been a love my whole life for me, and okay. I think just being raised around that culture a lot really helped me to just feel like that's something I wanted to tap into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into. I got it. into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What about this Christian part though? Because. It's so funny because we just celebrated 50 years of hip hop. Um, One of the things we've definitely been adamant about is adding in CHH because we've been knee deep in this for a good 30 years, but to the world, only about 20. Yeah. Um, Like, how did you even get into the Christian aspect of of this? Yeah, um, I think for me, it was like, um, since I got, you know, like I surrendered my life to Christ when I was like 12, I think 13. um, I think for me, I was like, 
whatever I do, I want it to be glorifying to God. So whatever it is, like, to me, it was like, I'm going to be a missionary. Like I said, in the middle of the jungle for 40 years until I'm almost dead, you know? And I was like, but then that didn't obviously happen. And then God started giving me, like, showing me I can do music. Like, I drum mm. in my church and... I okay. did never, I never no thought I'd do that. I never thought I'd rap. I never thought I'd do any of this because I was always an athlete. I never had any idea I could do music, you know? Mm. So I never thought I would do it until God just started making it happen, you know? Um, and so yeah. I guess as far as Christian hip hop goes, um, I did hear a lot throughout my life, you know, before Spotify was a thing. I used to research Christian artists because I was okay. just like, I love discovering people. And, you know, so I remember one of the first ones I found was like Kanan and Lecrae. Let's and go. I thought Kanan was dope, bro. I was like, this dude is crazy. I was like, this dude, like, crazy, crazy. Dude, this dude can just spit without even, I don't even know how. He does it. Yeah, yeah go ahead. like, you go ahead. can tell what he's saying and he's not like, like, slurring over the line. I was just like, crazy. And then Lecrae and like, um, I remember V Rose. I remember, um, oh, no, that's our girl. Rebecca Shea. Um, I remember her. She's girl. dope. I love that girl. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, trip all of the, all those, you know, OGs basically mm-hmm. that I discovered. And I think that kind of was like, I didn't even know this was out there. You know, I, I just know two wow. people Mac, a group on crew. And I was, you know, DC Talk mm-hmm. is all I knew about. And yeah. like, I never heard of Lecrae or any of them. And then right about that time, Lecrae started getting bigger. And so mm-hmm. I think more people started finding out about it. And mm-hmm. I think for me, um, I was like, well, if I'm doing hip hop, it's going to be Christian because I'm not about to, you know, put music Come out on. there that's Come not on. Yeah. People, I'm with you. You know, because I feel like, of course, like hip hop can sometimes help people if it's about good things. But I feel like a lot of times it actually hurts kids more than it helps with like the lyrics and stuff. And I don't yeah. want to be putting out stuff that stumbles like it's a stumbling block to these kids and to anybody like, you know, like I want to be speaking life into people and speaking the word into people um and i i just don't want to do anything else with lyrics and i never would do anything else with lyrics so that's kind of Mm -hmm. kind of why i went that route you know so (laughs) you made a comment earlier this is weird for me because half of the world is white yeah so why why would you feel like it would be awkward i mean yeah and this is just me being very candid because i'm like I, I, that's the part I don't get, but like, what really helped you get over you? You know, like your idea of ah, I'm not gonna fit over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you, because you just do it now. So that's why I'm like, what, what, what happened? Where you did you just realize like, nah? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I was like, as a kid, I got made fun of all the time for being white. So that was always something that I was ashamed of, and I'm still wow. trying to not be ashamed of that because it's kind what of hard. What is that, to girl? Be- what, yeah, what it's kind of, of hard with our history, you know? Like, it's hard not to be, like, ashamed of it, you know what I mean? I'm like, this is pretty bad, you, you know? Let's talk about this. This is crazy. Let's so, what? yeah. You didn't do nothing. So, what are we talking yeah, about? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's still... It's I think it, that's hard, but also the fact that, like, my life, like, as a kid, people would a lot of times kind of just make fun of me for my color. Oh, white girl can't catch, white girl can't do this. I was like, bro, I'm going to catch that football. I got you, I'm going to catch that football. I would okay. do it anyways. I'm like, oh. I caught the football, bro. <laughs> like, you know, or they would just like, you know, I think they would just have like this an assumption of me like being like racist or something. And mm. that would always hurt me because I'm like a really loving person and I always want to embrace everyone. And honestly, I have a huge heart for culture because I think yeah. God just made me that way. So like, especially... I think that's one reason why he called me into missions is because I just really like love culture and ethnicity, like different types of cultures in different countries. I just find it fascinating. Um, mm. 
that's just how I've always been. And so I think when people would say stuff like that, it would like hurt me because I was like, man, like I want to be your friend, bro. <laughs> you yeah. <know? laughs> so it was like, come on, like that's you. funny. Right, you know? right. <laughs> Okay, listen, I know we don't have a lot of time. Let's get into this music. Uh, so tell us what you're working on right now. Tell us what you got going on. Like, we've been watching your Instagram. We just saw you drop something new. So go ahead. Yeah, so I'm dropping this song called Wilted on the 15th. Um, and that song basically... So Wilted basically is about... Um, so I would say, like, if you know, if you if you think of, like, a plant, you know, when it gets wilted, um, and you're yeah. like, that thing looks like it's dead, but it's actually not. Yeah. Like, of course, if you right. keep not watering it, it's going to die, but it's still alive. It just looks terrible. So, yeah. um, and I noticed one time, I guess we were watering the wilted plants and then the next day they looked like fine. And I was like, how in the world are you fine? You know, I was just like, I need to write a song about this one day. So I wrote it down in like my little area where I'm like, one day write a song about this. And so I wrote a song about it. <laughs> And I, I was at the beach right before my house caught on fire, like a few days before I was writing this song. And I was like, you know, like personally, I'm such a go, go, go person that like, I just don't know how to just be still, even though I have to a lot of times, but even mentally, I'm just always go, go, go. Um, and it's hard for me to just quiet my mind and to be still in God's presence. And so I feel like this song I wrote inspired off of my experiences of being wilted you know like i'm alive like i'm i'm a god's child and I, I have his water technically but i just have so little of it that i'm just so wilted and i just feel like you know wow like i just really need water you know like i need to get in the word i need to just soak in his presence you know but instead i'm letting my anxiety rule me i'm letting fear rule me i'm letting my health take over i'm letting you know working all this these hours whatever it is you know um and i feel like that's kind of why i wrote the song but it also can go for like a um like a lukewarm christian like a prodigal child okay. as well Ooh. you know so really any christian that's feeling like they just need to be poured into even if they don't know the need to be um that's mm. kind of what this song is about like just basically someone that just needs to be poured into by the lord and uh, i kind of made it a little trippy sort of because i feel like that's kind of how it feels when you're like that. You're yeah. just out of it, you know what I mean? And yeah. so I was like, I want to make this song like sound like how I feel, you know? So mm. I kind of did that um, with my own twist, I guess. So, so yeah, that's kind of what happened with that. But, I love that. Um, what is like the biggest piece of feedback you've received so far concerning, you know, your music and what you do that you just, you just did not expect, you know, or yeah. that you're just like, wow, God. Um, I guess concerning my music, I would say the biggest feedback. That's a good question. Um, man, that's a good question. I think it would probably be when, um, like when I notice sometimes like a bigger artist will kind of notice me a little bit and like, mm. it doesn't matter being noticed, but it makes me feel like, oh, maybe like I can do this, you know? But also I think what really was something that kept me going um was when I was just say two things. So when Chris Sincere, I don't know if y'all y'all probably know who Chris Sincere is. He's he's dope. Yeah, he's he's around my area too. Um when I first wow. started I dropped a song called Judas, which I don't think is that great, but some people <laughs> like it, so whatever it's still up. But anyways, I dropped it and <laughs> I'm like this, that microphone was trash. But I dropped it and and I, I posted on my story like, yo, if anyone wants to donate money because I'm broke and I want to make another yeah. song, you know, come on now. Like, I don't know. I just did, that's what I did back then. I guess like one or two times. And Chris right. was here like before anyone really knew about him. He like I guess followed me. And, you know, we talked sometimes, and he donated like maybe twenty five bucks or something. And nice. I was like, 
this is cool i don't even know who this guy is but this is encouraging and then like yeah. a year later he like blew up and i was like dude that's crazy like this dude actually believes in me and then the other i think people would be um like you know like i think hello he's pretty cool yeah. like he seems to like what i'm doing and um and then baruch um i don't yep. know, if you know him but I he's do. he's really cool um he's a really yeah. good guy and i think just having like you know kc different people that express belief in you that you know are more successful i feel like it makes you feel like i can do this even though we should yeah. of course we shouldn't be running off what people think but when someone who is more successful and they kind of see something in you i think it kind of gives you like oh maybe you know maybe i can i can do this and you know like it's, it's encouraging and i think you know, yeah. it's affirming you know so that's kind of something that i feel like has helped me a lot you know to mm. be confident like more confident than i was when i first started you know mm. so yeah <laughs> i love it listen i know we we could we could sit here and talk all day yeah. megan listen <laughs> i i can't express like my gratitude and i'm i'm really grateful that you held on to that link for about a year <laughs> but uh and the only reason why I really say that is there's a need for one women in, in this game, you know, two, obviously, like I shared with you, just our station and where God is really taking Christian hip hop music. Yeah. And um, three, like just your transparency, your originality and your story. Like to me, like those mixed together, that's what people need. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like we need these people to overcome, you know, by, by, by your testimony yeah. and, and the word of the lamb and you, and you just go. And so it's, it's very inspiring even for me to watch it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, she is gone. You know what I'm saying? Like she's, <laughs> she's not stopping. She's gone. She's on her way. You know what I'm saying? Like even in, <clears throat> like some people would have never been like, Hey, are we still good? You know, some people are like, man, I, you know what I'm saying? I've been going through so much, you know, she reached out, you know, and I, you know, I'm not going to even ask again, but I'm, I knew I was like, nah, she needs to be on here, you know? And so I'm just grateful that our audience now knows who you are. You know what I'm saying? Cause I want to solidify this moment in history where I'm like, no, nope. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she's doing, she's doing, yeah, you're doing what you, you're doing what you were called to do. Like we didn't even talk about all this drumming and all the stuff you'd be doing. Like it's insane. So, I mean, yeah, bro, just the gifts God is giving you is, yeah. You, I mean, you're just out here running, you know, like you yeah. said, like, like really being courageous. And so we want people to be bold in their faith. You know, like you said, I know you get it, you know, like, yeah, where you sit, it really, really matters. And you dropped yeah. nothing but gems today. Thank you for coming on the show, sis. Once again, you guys have been uh, tuned into the fix and um, y'all just keep it locked right here. Uh, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, Sirius XM, the fix is in. I'm Justin Adams, and this is your DeFix Faith and Sports Report. And you know the drill before we get to all the different sports that happened this weekend, and a lot of things happened, all right? We got to get this week started off right with our scripture verse, and it comes from Matthew 5, verses 13 through 16, and it says this, You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. Look. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a light is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone 
will praise your heavenly father. Again, that's Matthew 5, verses 13 through 16. Okay, let's go get to the sports because, man, what a crazy weekend it was. Had something pretty fun happen in Boulder, Colorado as well. My alma mater with the Colorado Buffaloes, all right? But let's get started off with the games that happened yesterday in the NFL. And I got to give a congratulations to uh, Joe Burrow, okay? Got to give a big shout out to him, okay? Because he signed the largest contract in NFL history. And then the Cleveland Browns, they just promptly tore him up, okay? They just tore him to shreds, all right? Joe Burrow, he threw for only 82 yards. And the Cincinnati Bengals, they had only 142 yards on the day as the Cleveland Browns just destroyed the Bengals by a final score of 24-3. to Now, speaking of blowouts, the Dallas Cowboys, they just embarrassed, okay? They embarrassed the New York Giants by a final score of 40 to nothing on Sunday night football. I don't think the game was even that close. That was just, woo, look, Dallas, they scored every way you could think, think of, right? They scored on offense. They had a blocked field goal for a score, and then they scored on defense with a pick six. That's just crazy, all the different things that they did. But you know what? It was just a great start by the Cowboys and a terrible way to go for the New York Giants. Elsewhere, the Atlanta Falcons, they got things started off right as they beat the Carolina Panthers 24-10. Tyler Algier, he had two touchdown runs on the day. And in Denver, my Denver Broncos, look, they just can't get things together. As the Las Vegas Raiders, they walked into a power fill at mile high and walked out with a 17-16 win. The Broncos have now lost seven straight to the Raiders. And Russell Wilson, he he threw for 177 yards and two touchdowns, but it was in a losing effort. But you know who's not losing? How about my Colorado Buffaloes, okay? On Saturday, they spanked the Nebraska Cornhuskers 36-14 at Folsom Field, and everyone was in attendance, all right? You had the Wu-Tang Clan that was there. Cameron, the rapper, he was there. Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp, look, they jumped on a private jet, and they also came to the game to see my black and gold. Look, I even had a chance to go and speak to those guys on the sidelines before the game, had a chance to take a picture with them. It was pretty cool to be able just to talk to them. Shannon Sharp was one of my favorite tight ends. I grew up wanting to be just like him playing football at the University of Colorado, and it was just great to be able to go and chop it up with uh, Mr. Shea Shea for a little bit. A whole lot of fun. Now, if you want to see those pictures, go to my Instagram page. It's at Justin Adams TV. Again, Justin Adams TV. Now, the biggest win this week was by Texas as the Longhorns, they went on the road and defeated the Alabama Crimson Tide by a final score of 34 to 24. So now, if you look at the AP Top 25, Colorado they bumps up to number 18 in the nation. Alabama, they are out of the top five and they are ranked at 10th. And Ohio State is at number 16. So the top five, it looks like this. USC is at number five. Texas at number four. Florida State at number three. Michigan at two. And Georgia, they are still the top team in the nation. Finally, a tennis shout out to Coco Golf as she won her first U.S. Open over the weekend at just 19 years young. Congratulations to her. And on the men's side, Novak Djokovic, he's won uh, the U.S. Open on the men's side, okay? And get this, that's his 24th major singles title, which is the most by any player in the Open era. Something about people in Serbia, okay? You know, you have Nikola Jokic out here in Denver and Novak Djokovic just dominating out here in these sports. I'm Justin Adams, and this has been your The Fix Faith at Sports Report. Now back to DJ Focus and Dice Gamble, as The Fix is in. And we're back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. And it's time to get real in these streets, huh, Dice? Yeah, real as real can get. You know, we got a good topic for him today. So, uh, yeah. Y'all go ahead and get your notebooks out. I don't think they're ready. (laughs) I don't think they're ready. Now you're telling the truth. (laughs) Well, 
you know the the truth the truth is subjective to certain people especially when you talk about this 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 word of god this bible how people mm. see it you know how they see scriptures i mean we can go a lot of places with this i'd be arguing with jokers like did you pray about that when you said that or you just <laughs> you just said <laughs> I, I just said dice <laughs> come on let's talk about this truth dice i know this is gonna be a good one it's a good one, you know, but people are uh, in the season of live your truth. Live your truth. Live your truth. Oh, I hate that. Oh, I hate that. Don't, it's only one truth. What, what are we talking about? Live your truth. It's only one truth. It's a truth okay. and it's a lie. It ain't all these veritables. <laughs> what we get? Where did that come from, Dice? I know you know because you you stay up on it. Where did that, that term it's come just from? A, it's, it's an acceptance term. So that's why I was like, okay. we need to talk about this. It's just an acceptance term. It's a way to say do you you know back in the day we used to be like well do you do you do you so now it's like live your truth meaning you still you're doing what you want to do that's your truth that, that's not my truth but it's a it's just a term that bridges i hate to say i, I think it could be used in a positive way but i think we use it more to accept the negative things that people are doing or saying or how they behave you know what i'm saying like it's like okay I mean, if you out here eating, you know, 20 coconut cakes a day, we just be like, live your truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's you. Do you. But that's not good. You know, what I mean? it's not good. Truth is, you're going to die of diabetes sooner than you want to. But I mean, so, yeah, no, we're just going to talk about truth. Like, what does that really look like? Because everybody, to your point, everybody's truth looks different. But when it comes to what we do, there is only one truth. But why? Why is it so hard for us to live like that? You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> you know, I can't say it's not hard for me. It's challenging for me, but I'd rather walk in the truth of the Lord than my truth. Because my truth is selfish, you know? It's going to always be dice, like, first, you know? And that's not, as a Christian. Now, if you're talking about unsaved people, you know, they get to just put themselves first all the time. But we're supposed to have a sacrificial life, you know, where we are thoughtful and we think outside of the box. We care for other people. You know, we are concerned with what God said already, you know, we're like, you know, and like we are definitely trying to align ourselves more to look like Christ, which that's our truth. <clears throat> but it's a little it's a little bit of a challenge. We even have people in the faith who they're supposed to be new, but they don't walk in that truth. You know, so it's like I just wanted to I just want to talk about uh, talk about truth today. Like, what does that really look like for you? You know, like what is the truth? You know, and here's the thing. I remember my grandmother used to be like, don't be lying all the time. You know, God don't like ugly. You know what I'm saying? Like. There is this truth revelation, I think, that needs to happen when you become a Christian. Like, what are the things I've been lying about? About myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I'm talking about self-esteem. You know, like, who I am. Am I accepted? Am I wanted? Am I loved? Am I cared for? Was I designed on purpose? You know? And when we're still living in the idea of um, I'm not good enough, you know, I'm, I'm too fat. I'm too short. I'm too ugly. Nobody will ever want me. I'm never going to get married or I'm stupid or God, I made so many mistakes. Like that is not the truth of who we are in Christ. You know, we've been redeemed. We've been delivered. We've been restored. You know, we, we've been made new. So that's why I was like, truth is a conversation. I think we need to have more often after Christians coming to the fold, you know, like really, how do you correct the things that the enemy has lied to you about? You know, how do you correct the things that you've been lying to yourself about? You know, you know, 
how do you correct, you know, when, when you, you find out your daddy ain't your daddy, you know, that wasn't the truth. But the truth is your father is in heaven and he, he created you. It really don't matter how you got here. You know, your father is your father, you know, and you're supposed to be here. <clears throat> it's like, how do I continue to walk in the truth of who God has called me and made me to be? So, yeah, I'm like, I want to talk about that. That's a lot, and I thank you for you know just bringing. I know it's a lot. No, 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 no. There's a lot to chew on, and, and you're right. I think a lot of times people do not want to face the truth, especially when you talk about uh, you know hard, hard conversations. Uh, you, you brought up some things when you talk about you know I, I always go back to new childhood analogies because you know uh, that's one thing that we're taught. Uh, the first thing is to tell the truth, or if not, you got punished for it. That's and true. I think a lot of people no, that's, that was real. And, and it's funny. And, and, it, and it's funny, Dice, how you you no one had to teach you how to lie. Do you do you ever really like remember? No, seriously, think about this for a dice. Really it, when, when, when we was young, nobody really had to teach you how to lie. You just kind of did it, yeah. and your parents always knew. Mm-hmm. You, or are you lying to me? Tell me the truth before you get this spanking. Right. And I think I, I'm glad my parents were were very. My, I call them investigators. My. <laughs> My, no, seriously, my, my parents, it was hard to get stuff off on my parents. And I know you probably could share the same stories, Dice, <laughs> with your your parents, your grandparents, and, and, you know, everybody who raised you. But, mm-hmm. yes, we had a sense of community. Mm-hmm. And when you had a sense of community, you not only had your parents, you had your uncles, you had your aunties, you had your grandmama, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. had everybody. And, and what I love about it, everybody stayed consistent. I didn't know until I was adult almost or like maybe, you know, 17, 18 Mm. That, you know, one, they, they, they were not all on the same page with everything on how they saw perspectives. Mm-hmm. But when it was presented to the kids, it was like, no, nah, this is the truth that we uphold in this household. You can believe what you want to believe, but don't put that stuff on, our, you know, our household. Right, right, right. And, right. and I, I thought that was always genuine. And, 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 and it taught me some lessons on how understanding the truth, because there's only one truth. Mm-hmm. But also, too, as well, understanding the, the value of telling the truth, what the truth looks like. So that was that was dear to my heart. And and I know <laughs> it's funny because a lot of marriages are crumbling. <laughs> I, I, I know we got to get to marriage. Uh, you know, you know, I me. Mean? I, I, you know what? Listen, I, I feel like I, I should go back to school. I, I, I'm going to be some type of therapist in another life. Guys. Don't worry about it. But I, I just feel like I'm a marriage counselor in at heart. And I think a lot of uh, marriages are crumbling because they're not telling the truth within their relationships. They hide all these things before they get married, whatever it may be mask as we put on sometimes as believers. And I think it's, it's hindering the communication in the relationship process because they don't want to look themselves in the face or look their spouse or their companion in the face and say, you know what? My truth is I might need to go get some counseling before I get serious about being in this relationship with you because of past childhood traumas me dealing with whatever it may be and we 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 hurt we hurt because of that well we talked about that remember we had the conversation about you know i guess before you get married i forgot what we called it um it's just pride you know it's it's it you know and all sin stems from pride but the only way you're not able to walk in truth or tell the truth you know or become a true and honest person is because you're prideful and you're you're walking in um 
I want to impress somebody. I want to, who are you, who are you trying to impress? God see everything. God see everything you do in the dark, everything you did before, everything you thinking to do in the future. God sees it. So it's like, when do we get to a point where we're like, yeah, no, it's just all God. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I just want to be an honest, truthful. I want to walk in truth. I want to have the spirit of truth living in me. You know, like I want to follow the truth. And like John 8, 32 says, y'all gonna know the truth and the truth gonna set you free and that's exactly what the truth does so it's like you know it's frustrating especially when you know you're a christian and you meet people that lie and you know that sense you get you just get so angry because you're like how are you following jesus how are we following the same jesus but you ain't learned how to be honest yet that's weird it's weird to me it's like stop trying to impress folk you know what i mean so no, that's big. I, I, you said it. Stop trying to impress folk. I think our culture does that too much. We're, we're, we're more right. worried about what people think about us and how people perceive us. Well, than... that's why we. That's why we ain't got no. Well, I got some money, but that's why people. That's why us is as a whole. They broke. Why you we broke? You ain't speaking that over your life. You say I got some oh, money. No. I got some money. How to shut that down? Look, a little change. Wouldn't even let me speak that. Like, no, nah, girl. <laughs> Not you, but you know, <laughs> your cousins and them. Yeah, y'all broke. They got no money. <laughs> and then here's a sad part debt right so and i gave the statistic before the average black and brown household spends their paycheck in the first six hours that they get it on what on what who uh-uh. and if you live in america you got some money so let, let let's just start right there i'm not talking about somebody in a different country okay as compared to the rest of the world we definitely make the most money that we can spend you know other places make money but they, they their systems are controlled by the government so let's just talk about us and our freedom like and we know black people are the, we were 60 percent of the spenders but it's like we got most of the bills why because you're lying you out here buying cars you can't afford you buying houses you can't afford i remember i went over to somebody's house they had a mansion and then have a piece of grocery in the refrigerator and i remember opening the door and i was like y'all ain't got no food up there I'd rather live in the hood and the projects on section eight and have my whole refrigerator full. What in the world? Like I was just in awe. I was like, Oh no, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Yeah. People, people really be out here doing this, buying clothes. You can't afford. I mean, and this is why I bring this up. I get tired of people blaming God, right? Oh, it's just been such a hard time. Why? Because you go out to eat every day. You door dash every day. You won't go to the grocery store. Stop saying you you broke and you and you got no what up. Learn how to cook. If you got to go do rice, eggs, and bologna for the next two months to get your bills caught up because you, you're being honest with yourself saying you broke and you dug yourself in a hole, do that. But don't stay out here and keep burning up the credit cards. Then when they call you, you act like you ain't home. They want mm. their money. You said You said you had the money. You said you had the money last month. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my credit's so bad. I can't get nothing. Look at the man and the government. No, 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 no. You said you was going to pay them five car notes on time. And right. now they now all three of them's behind. So who's telling the truth? You you don't have the money. I I have not stewarded my money well. God, I got to start over. Tell your children no. No, I'm not buying you nothing else. Huh? No, no, no. Not till we as a whole get on track at this house. Oh, I don't want to wear these same Nikes I've been wearing for 30 days. I'm sorry. 
go get a job. I've had a job since I was five years old, folks. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm over here. Like I was selling cupcakes and lemonade. And my parents already told me, okay, mm-hmm. some things you want, some things you got to do. Tell your family and your kids the truth. Like I said this to, to you before. I said, man, I remember when I first got married, I was sending money out to people and my family. And then me and my husband looked at ourselves and was like, we ain't even got no house yet. What are we doing? We got to cut off. The truth is we want our own home for our own family. And until we get our stuff together, we ain't helping nobody else. Now tell them that. Tell them the truth. Oh, they're going to be, their feelings going to be hurt. And, and so they can they, call some, how they feel it's going to be call hurt. somebody up. These adults that need to take care of themselves. And you talk about they, they feel it's going to be Call somebody else. And so I'm just saying like, but here's the deal. And I'll be honest with you. You do have some people who've been playing God. So they, they turn, they save everybody, right? This is the high. This is the prideful high. I take care of people. I take care of this. I do that. I do. Okay. Yeah. Let's see how long you can be their resource. Because honestly, we, you and I both know there's only one source and that is our resource. That's God. So it's like, yeah, you, let's see how long you can play God. And I, and I, it, your truth is, here's the thing. And I say this too, because I know some people like this. They're the, uh, carriers of their whole family from a spiritual perspective. Mm. They're always giving out. I'm, I'm the one. I'm giving out. I'm always telling people the right way. I'm always showing people the right way. I'm always trying to drag people to church. I'm always trying to get people to read their Bible. I'm always praying over folk. If these people not changing, they're not receiving from you. So the truth is, you're going to have to let God lead them and, and, and let them go. That is the truth. That's the truth. If they're not receiving for you after five years, and you, you can keep praying for them, but I'm just talking about sacrificing your time four hours a day trying to help them get their life together. They're not receiving from you. Accept that. Pray for them. Release them to God. <laughs> that's the truth. You know, that's why some people get burnt out with ministry. They literally burn out and they just give up. I ain't going to do none of this Christian stuff no more. It's because you weren't supposed to be ministering to JoJo and them. You were supposed to be over here, you know, so I'm just saying, like, we need to be seeking the truth. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man cometh to the Father but by me. That's John 14 and 6. We know Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. And sometimes we endure people as Christians and we say, okay, well, you know, as long as you believe in something. And it's like we need to get back to our truth by saying, like I said, John 14 and 6. Jesus said, okay, I am the way, the truth, and the light. Like, no man's going anywhere. <laughs> Unless they come through me. And if we believe that, we need to start making sure we share that message with other people so that they can be led and be free like we free. Yeah, that's real. And, and I think, too, as well, on the other side of that, people need to hold themselves accountable. I, I love uh-huh. I love the fact that, no, no, you you, you, you and your, your husband, that was definitely beautiful how you guys used to sew into uh, perfectly, uh, I gotta say perfect. Perfectly grown. Yeah, you're perfectly grown adults. Okay. Like, like that's y'all job. Like Ooh. these y'all other children. But that ain't. That's not it. So I, I think too as well. A uh, scripture that came to my mind was Romans two and eight. Mm. But for those who self seeking and do mm. not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be a wrath and fury. And I brought that scripture up because you need to teach yourself how to budget and and work your own finances. I know for a lot of uh, a lot of uh, black families. This was not something that was taught. We didn't mm. teach money mind management, financial literacy. But after you know a certain uh, amount of time, once you become an adult and you're out on your own, you mm-hmm. need to educate yourself on, okay, I need to have a budget to take care of my bills, save, 
for vacationing, say mm-hmm. for a rainy mm-hmm. day in case the furnace mm-hmm. go out or mm-hmm. whatever that may looks like before, mm-hmm. to your point, you go buy this fancy Mercedes mm-hmm. Benz before Ooh. you go buy this mansion and yeah. then don't have nothing in it, nothing. but, 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 but just the mansion. So that's not good financial wisdom. So Mm-mm. you can, no. at some point we ain't, don't blame nobody else but yourself because you in that situation. And that's the truth. You need to understand how to manage money a little bit better and mm-hmm. it'll bless your life. Listen, we got to go to a break. Uh, we appreciate y'all with this real talk, this motive. We want to talk about truth. We coming back with closing thoughts. Keep it locked. You tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. We appreciate y'all waking up again. Another blessed Monday morning with us. Uh, I tell you, uh, that truth conversation, Dice, was uh, definitely necessary. A lot of people out there need to understand there's only one truth. <laughs> that's good. Just, yeah, that's it. This is it's only one truth. And I know it's sometimes it's hard. Everybody uh keeps saying, you know, they they living out their truth. No, no, there's only one truth. And for all my parents, you, you definitely don't teach your kids that. And if you are, please stop teaching your kids that. It's it's a truth and it's a lie. Ain't all, you got all these gray hairs because they get real creative and start making stuff up. You give them that room now. You better be careful with that. I agree. I agree. There is only one truth. I enjoyed that talk today. It's a good reminder, even for me to like, you know, be careful of the things you believe, not just outside of your your uh, circle, but like even inside your mind, in your in your heart. You know, that's why it's important that we do, you know, seek them early, pray, be in our word, be around good community of people who are believers and they know what the truth is. Because I'll be real with you, a loving believer will correct you when you are not walking in truth. They will lovingly correct you when you're outside of the truth of what God has called you to do, called you to be, where they where God called you to go. You know, even if you say something sideways, they're like, eh, that ain't the truth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, it's, it's a good, it's for our benefit. It's to help grow us, you know, and it's the same thing uh, uh, Megan was talking about today in the interview. I love her truth of her just saying, you know, I've had to accept you know, having um, ulcers all through my digestive system, being in and out of the hospital, you know, knowing that I still serve God. I still have purpose here. This is just what I deal with as I'm here, but this is not who I am. You know, this is something that I go through and something that I deal with. And I love being able to separate our purpose from our pain. You know, I think that is is the the true definition of living in your truth is like yeah uh-huh there is a there is a separation here you know um god has designed me for this purpose and i am walking in that truth regardless of what things look like what they feel like you know what what maybe i'm afraid of what i see but the truth is god is almighty god is on the throne and god knows all and he's all powerful and all healing and that's the truth that i walk in instead of all my doubt and fear so good good stuff Real good stuff, and, and um, that definitely uh, shouts out to Megan. She's an overcomer. Let's be very clear. Yeah. I know Come a lot now. of people would have stayed in a depressed state. She just getting started. Down. Yeah, yeah, she just and, getting started. Yeah. And I love her story. This is this is crazy because uh, like reverse racism. I never really thought about you know you being a white female in hip hop, how you would ever have kickback. I mean, it never dawned on me because I'm not a white female. You know, I'm a little bright on some days if I don't go get no sun, but I'm definitely not white. But the point is. <laughs> I never thought about any type of reverse. You know, I never thought about. Had you ever really thought about? Because I mean, we have our, we got our, we got our crew, we got our Biancas, we got our Angie Roses. Like we got all these girls. We, I've never thought to discriminate. And but by her saying, yeah, they was like, you can't do that. You can't. And I was like, what? Like it just never clicked that that would be a barrier 
anybody would have to get over. But I'm glad she expressed that today because it made me a little more conscious of, I guess it is challenging. <laughs> I mean, it's already challenging for women, but I never thought about, dang, uh, uh, non-black women. It's even more challenging. Have you ever thought about that? I've never thought about it, but it makes perfect. It, it makes perfect sense. I know you, you, you as ladies, ladies have to overcome a lot in music. Period. Let's be very clear. Because yeah. if they don't, if, if you if you try to speak anything positive, you got that going against you. Because of course they want y'all to be half naked, shaking everything. Let's be that's very right. clear. That's yeah. the agenda that's being pushed. But yeah. then when you talk about hip hop and the origin of hip hop, I could see yeah. why that that would be an issue. Hmm. I, well, listen, she, she I don't agree with it though. I think no, I think, it, no. It, make good it, music, it, make good music. It, it don't even matter. She's here for it, so I'm excited. I can't wait to hear more from her. And uh, yeah, no, we are in full support. So shout out to you, Meg. Yeah, shouts out to you, Meg. Keep sending us that good music. Listen, yeah. we got to get out of here, kings and queens. Uh, listen, go be great today. Now, stop playing. Y'all woke up this morning. Let's go be great. Let's let's continue to show the love of Christ. Again, yeah. we want to extend our love and our prayers to everybody who lost any loved one mm-hmm. in the tragic event of 9-11. We know that was a terrorist attack. And, uh, we, you know, everybody has, you know, still has not gotten past that that was like a real thing. And Dice, I thank you for sharing, you know, just your transparency of, listen, how it, how it affected you to where, yeah. like you said, you had a panic attack. So I'm grateful you're okay. Um, I remember, I remember when it happened, the first thing I did was, yeah, I called my wife, called mm-hmm. my mama. I just want to make sure my loved ones was like in a good place mm-hmm. because, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to your point, don't know how people are going to tackle that. And then we was worrying like, all right, is they coming? Is they coming yeah. city by city? We was, right. we was on, we was on the look. That's why I told yeah. you that second amendment came real for me and my right. family when nine 11 came. A lot of our family members was against it. We was against it then. But then when that happened, we said, well, we might need to relook at this. That CCW training was going around too as well. So we like, well, we might need to get in these classes and just in case that they go city by city and think they're going to just take us. No, we, I know everybody, even my mama, we going with a fight. It is what it is. Yeah, you're going to lay us down right here. We ain't going nowhere. They're going right. to bear us right here. Bear us on our land that we paid for. This is our plot. Right. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's, that, that's real. But in all seriously, like yeah. I said, we are praying for anybody who lost a loved one. You said yeah. 2,000 plus, Dice? Yeah, 2,996 lives on that Tuesday. We appreciate y'all. We, we definitely praying for y'all. And uh, yeah, we're going to tap in tomorrow. We got another exclusive spiritual detox. And when I tell you uh, <laughs> this real talk topic, we're going to talk about tomorrow. Everybody, you might as well text somebody, tweet somebody, everybody, and tell them. Everybody. Yeah, tap in. Yeah, the fix is going on on Tuesday, Tiptoe Tuesday. <laughs> hey, we love y'all. As always, remember yeah. to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Yeah. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.